0: This is the Orange Podcast, conversations with Orange City Council for the local community.
1: Welcome back to the Orange Podcast. Earlier this week, only two days ago on Wednesday, Orange went back down to level four water restrictions. I'm joined today by Orange City Council's Works Engineer for Water and Sewer, Josh Barnes. Josh, welcome.
2: Thank you, Ellie. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah it's very exciting we've obviously gone to level four talk us through why that's happened
2: so yes you're right we're back to level four Wednesday big day so we get to go back to level four Uh, it's adopted by council as part of our water restrictions Uh, we go back to level four when our dams rise up above 40 percent so that occurred on Wednesday like you said it's a great time
0: it
1: is fantastic. Josh, talk us through what the differences are for residents now that we've jumped from five back down to four.
2: Look, I think the key differences are, one, uh, the watering times, we, you can now water twice a week, both on Wednesday and Sunday. And at the moment for our winter times, we can actually water between seven and nine in the morning and four and six in the afternoon, which is quite handy. Uh, Other key differences are you're allowed to top up your swimming pools at the moment. Uh, You're also allowed to wash your car with a bucket which is quite nice to be able to do at the moment. I don't know if anyone really want to be out in this weather doing it but it's one of those things you can do. Uh, You can also have a longer shower which will be very pleasant for a lot of people. You can now go to a 5 minute shower instead of a 3 minute shower
1: and you can have a bath a day. Oh fantastic and that's welcomed news for I guess a lot of people Josh but you know those differences I guess are a real benefit but it's not like it's a massive difference between four and five is it?
2: No it's not a massive difference between four and five it's only very small and I guess from a community's perspective per person we're not really expecting to see a great jump in water usage per person per day.
1: Yeah of course now Josh when we move to level four and that news went out to the public and the media we had a lot of comments online about the fact that residents weren't so keen on us jumping down a level talk us through why it's important that we do stick to our levels when we hit certain targets in terms of water capacity in our dams I mean obviously they've lived with level five restrictions for about six months now it's been really tough but they've adapted but why is it important that we keep going with what's in place and drop down those levels as we have more water
2: yeah, that's a that's a very big concern I can see in the mun- in the community at the moment, Ellie. Uh, there's a couple of ones, and you know the fact that it's adopted by council is a key one. But I think there's some other really good reasons as well. If we were to keep the community on level five water restrictions at a constant level, there becomes a lot more complacency in the community, and I guess one thing is it's very hard once that complacency starts to try and p- bring the community back together to really follow what those rules are. So what we do is we drop it back to level four, let everyone have a little bit of breathing space, I guess. You get a little bit more freedom with your water, but it's really not that much. And I guess if we do get to the point where our water level starts going back down, those levels come back into play of being on level five, where really um, we can then drive that message back home to the community, reinforce how important our water storage is.
1: Yeah, of course. So it's important to, yeah, sort of... Ease the blow as we get more water, but then tighten back up as we have less of it.
2: I think that's a very good way of putting it, Ellie.
1: Yeah, of course. And overall, Josh, what is our main message to residents at the moment? They know what they can do, what they can't do, but I guess it's still really important that they're being conservative with water. I,
2: I think Orange really represents a good community that's very conservative with water. And I guess one thing I want to say is well done. You've been doing so well so far. Yes, we're going back to level four but don't get complacent about it. Let's keep up the good work and keep going.
1: Yeah, excellent. I guess the main message at the moment is it's too soon to relax, but we're getting there. We'll keep climbing in the 40s and we'll aim for 50% sooner.
2: Oh, I'd love to see 50%, Ellie. That would be brilliant.
1: Excellent. Thanks for coming in, Josh. Thank you, Ellie. The latest survey to go up on Orange City Council's Your Say website is all about the local housing strategy. It's been up for roughly three weeks and with only one week to go, we wanted to find out a little bit more information on how Orange is set to expand. Council's comms team member Alan Reader caught up with Councillor Russell Turner, who is the chair of the planning committee along William Maker Drive.
3: So Orange continues to expand. We've come to the top far end, if you know Orange, of William Maker Drive, uh, a place where there's subdivisions all the way along the road, then it stops, and then as we look out across these fields, there's rural paddocks. To find out some more about how Orange should grow and and why Orange as a city council is asking about a new housing strategy, we're joined by the chair of the planning committee, Russell Turner. Russell, are you surprised that we're six kilometres away from the post office and we're still
4: in suburbia? Uh, no, not really, Alan. I've been in Orange now for some 47 years and I've seen the the slow, constant, steady growth ever since I've been here. Accelerated a little bit somewhat in the last few years and uh, as, as I have said quite often from uh, the North Orange Shopping Centre up to where we are at the moment, just a couple of years ago was a cow or a sheep paddock. Uh, and that creates debate. Uh, Where do we go with our development? Should we keep developing? Should we slow down? It's a constant debate, and I'm sure it'll go on for the next 100 years. And as part of the housing strategy, we're asking
3: the community what they think. Particularly, we also want to hear from landowners, say, we're looking at a paddock here that's an open field. Uh, Maybe this landowner wants to sell for their superannuation, maybe they want to stay a paddock. Is, is that a good thing to be asking the people?
4: Well, it is, and people need to have that choice, and that's perfectly obvious in other areas where there's paddocks with sheep in it and houses surrounding it, and that landholder, for whatever reason, decided not to subdivide at this stage, or he's hanging out for a better price or whatever. Uh, Shira is a perfect example of uh, development development. Uh, where people have sold way beyond the cow paddock, so to speak. So at the moment we've got that mixed development and, and that, that's, that's a good thing. And like, so we're giving people that choice. Do they want a small block of 450 square metres, 850 square metres? Do they want to live on the western side of Orange to the northern side of Orange, to the south side of Orange? Or do they actually want to build a, a townhouse and an infill development closer to the CBD? Fortunately, we've got that choice, and uh, people have that choice, and a lifestyle choice as well as a financial choice as well. We're looking here at some some subdivisions. Uh,
3: clearly, a, a brick veneer on a greenfields block is very popular. People want to do it, but you're suggesting that there there are alternatives to that. That there are other ways that the community can look about it.
4: Well, the, the, we need to give people that choice. There's, there's people are quite happy to live on a 350 square metre block. Two little, two-storey, uh, very narrow block with very little garden, very little upkeep, and that suits some people. Uh, some people live in flats above the old shops in the main part of Orange. Uh, a lot of people. Have, choose to get closer into town that have lived here for years and they've moved into an infill development or what we call an infill development behind an old house that had a a big backyard at one stage with perhaps a windmill and and a couple of sheep and things like that. They've now turn that into another four or five houses uh, and that suits a lot of other people, perhaps uh, the older people that have either moving into town to retire or I have friends that have moved from uh, Green Lane or Waiari into uh, one of these infill developments because they want to be closer to the CBD. As
3: well as going out or in, what about up? Um, oranges traditionally had a fairly low um, height limit in, in, in most areas, do you think we could, we could uh have some reasonably low-rise, four, maybe five-storey
4: housing developments in Orange? Well, that, that will open up a big debate, uh, because people don't want shadowing. So that that's one issue. Uh, I don't think we're ready for five-storey apartment blocks yet, maybe somewhere in closer into the CBD, uh, and and I'd be quite okay with looking at that proposal, but certainly not out in the suburban areas, because we have enough debate at the moment with two-storey houses uh, creating shadowing on the home next door, and Council tries to limit that as much as possible. Uh, I think it might raise a little bit too much controversy going above the two-storeys. But for the time being now the council is interested
3: in people having their say if they go to the your say orange site and, and fill it in you'd be encouraging them to, to do that to have their say
4: yep absolutely as, as long as uh, people don't have that perception that whatever they think their thoughts are is the one the council's going to adopt uh, that's not always practical but we keep it in mind and if there's huge pressure for a particular style of housing Uh, That will certainly influence uh, Council's decision when subdivisions come up or infill developments come up or what height they should be. Uh, People won't always uh, agree with what Council's done, but we try our best and uh, we certainly want to listen to people and get their points of view, which will help us to formulate policies that will take Orange into the next decade.
3: Russell Turner, thanks for your time today.
4: Thank you very much, Oliver.
1: Thanks very much for that, Alan, and a big thanks to Councillor Russell Turner as well. We'll now hand over to Council CEO Dave Woodell.
0: So, now this rain is really getting exciting, up to 42% as I speak on Friday. And uh, 50% well on the way. Restrictions, of course, do get lifted automatically based on adopted um, levels from council. There's been a bit of a debate around, which is good, from the people of Orange saying, well, maybe don't lift restrictions, which is really just shows how dedicated the ratepayers are to water demand management. That's all good. We had a good council meeting on Tuesday night. The art gallery extension was approved and the tenderer was awarded a local group re- renaissance so it's all happening we're really starting to get the projects chugging along what else are oh, the debate on covid and should we let people in not let them in continue to council but it's quite a balanced view for everyone who's worried there's a shopkeeper who wants them in so it's it's an interesting dynamic Have a great weekend, snow's coming. Snow is just gonna make the water situation even better because the ground freezes and then the water runs straight off, so happy days.